0: Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N.
1: America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 355. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour.
0: All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Uh, we are in Dallas, Texas today for CPAC, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. um. There are four races I'm really paying attention to, Senate races. There's more than that. I mean, we've we've got to win Florida. We've we've got to win Georgia. Herschel's got to win. There's a lot of weird stuff happening in Pennsylvania. Number one, yesterday, apparently John Fetterman came out in support of boys being able to play in girls' sports. Biological males being allowed to play in, in girls' sports. Then, now... This guy is even bragged that he's to the left of Bernie Sanders. Just, I I want the people in Pennsylvania to fully know. And I know there might be some bad blood. There was bad, you know, they had a very intense primary runoff in Pennsylvania and the Republican side. Um, All the candidates have come together, though. And that means the people need to come together. And I don't care if you supported Kathy Barnett. I don't care if you supported Dave McCormick. You know, all the other candidates that ran in Pennsylvania. Anyway. So now you got this guy, Federman. Now he had a stroke before his primary. He's only been seen one time. Now the primary was weeks and weeks, but what, a month and a half ago? And he's only been seen once since then. And by the way, I'm, I wish the guy good health. Uh, I don't want him to be Pennsylvania senator. He's so radical. He's, he, he brags of being to the left of Bernie Sanders. And if you like Joe Biden's policies of, record high inflation, record high gas prices, open borders, uh, the new Green Deal climate alarmism, then you'll love John Fetterman. If you want to release a third of criminals, which is what he has called for, releasing people out of prison, you're going to love this guy. If you think men born biologically, born men should be playing female sports, women's sports, he's your guy. Uh, If you want a sanctuary city and state in Pennsylvania, He would be your guy. Um, One thing that came out yesterday, and I found this very interesting because I had not seen it before. And believe it or not, it's the Philly Inquirer. And they did a big piece on John Fetterman, how he lived off his parents until he was 46 years old. Wow. Did he ever have a job? By the way, murders in the meantime, last year went up 60 percent in Philly and surrounding areas alone. So he's a lieutenant governor. What is he doing? And how come nobody in the media is saying, uh, where is this guy? Is he up to the job? What's the status of his, status of his stroke? Is he going to hold the press conference? Is he going to debate Dr. Oz? Anyway, the piece goes on to say, Bill this, this guy wears a hoodie all the time. He bills himself as a working class hero. The clawed his way up the political ladder through real grit and determination. Well, the Philly Inquirer shattered that lie and went into Federman's background and Basically, what they found is a spoiled trust fund baby who's lived off handouts from wealthy parents until only six years ago when he was 46 years old. According to Dr. Oz's campaign, while Fetterman was depending on mommy and daddy to cover most of the income, he failed to pay taxes 67 times on a small amount of income that he made on his own. Now, this needs to be investigated. He deserves the Hannity treatment, which is... Oh, file a tax return, pull it, and, and in come the IRS. Anyway, so the the phrase blue-collar tough guy flashes across his TV ads. Grim-faced Fetterman poses before billowing smokestacks. He, he looked different, and he'd been different his entire life. And it turns out the guy's lazy and has been a trust fund brat his whole life, on top of his radical positions. Anyways, to get an update on the race in pennsylvania dr oz joins us how are you sir
1: i'm doing very well i think you encapsulated it perfectly and it's actually the only question that i have to get addressed for the people of pennsylvania is you know in a democracy you should be able to talk to your candidates your candidates should be able to hear what you've got going on and be able to articulate what they think they can fix what are the policies they stand for and john fetterman has been hiding at home for almost three months now think about that this is not just the joe biden treatment for three months, he's not come out and talked to people about what he would do if he was a U.S. senator. He's not answered any questions. Uh, he's just not been able to to get engaged. In it. You know, I, I need someone to come out and play with me. I'm out here campaigning. I mean, uh, you know, in, in the middle of Pennsylvania, not far from State
0: John College. John Fetterman, uh, come on out and debate. Come on out and play. It's game time. <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: with me. It takes two to tango. By the way, the I mean, do, does anybody
0: even know if I'm a Democrat, I want to know if my Senate candidate is up to the job at this point, don't you? Well, I can't even get into his health. And the reason for that is I don't know anything about his health.
1: And I can guarantee that's true for everyone else listening because no one knows anything about his health. And that's a separate issue that I think. The press appropriately should be pushing on you know, for forward because we just you know I, as citizens people want to know but as a candidate my focus is not whether he's healthy or not he tells us that he's healthy or not uh, that he's healthy enough to campaign even though he's not campaigning so i'll you know if he says he's healthy i'm going to trust him uh, at least for now but what i'm not going to trust is what he would do when you pull back the hoodie because he's got some crazy ideas that he would implement if he was elected and i'm much more worried about what he would do if elected then whether or not his health would allow him to be elected. And you you focus on those positions and just, just touch on them a couple, because they're critical, in terms of the economy, he believes Joe Biden could have pushed harder toward, with Bernie Sanders. If he just aligned with Bernie Sanders and followed Bernie Sanders' lead, we would have been fine. He actually said on tape that if you like Joe Manchin, do not vote for me, because I'm not going to be a Joe Manchin kind of guy. He wants to bust the filibuster— He wants to pack the Supreme Court, add a couple more states to to our country. He wants to do radical things that would destabilize this country because he's never been a serious candidate for anything. You know, he doesn't run on policies. He just runs on this hoodie and the shorts and I'm a cool guy. and I'm going to write a lot of ads. And it's actually undermining of democracy when your candidates aren't actually forced to talk about what they're going to do. Instead, they can just tweet out jokes about this or that. In fact, the Inquirer, which is hardly a Republican bastion of information, not, uh, not in yesterday's article when they caught up with him on all this craziness that was happening with um, you know, living off his parents, but the day before said, Fetterman, enough. Stop joking around. Say something. We got 561 murders in Philadelphia, the most ever in the city's history. Where are you? You keep telling us that you, you support the Soros-backed DA and you're fine with releasing one-third of all prisoners. You don't believe in life sentences no matter what the person did wrong. You push for more paroles than any other lieutenant governor ever. Where are you on these issues while well, we're dying? You say, uh, Fetterman, that you're for sanctuary cities and open borders. What's Look what's happening. Because of the open border, we've got traffic human beings, profited by, you know, the cartels that are running them are profiting from these trapped human beings, taking the money buying narcotics and bringing fentanyl into the country at numbers that are staggering. We had 100,000 deaths last year, Sean, four times more than died from COVID under the age of 50. And Pennsylvania, top five in the country in, in fentanyl narcotic deaths. We've got whole blocks of Philadelphia uninhabitable. We have zombies wandering the streets with needles sticking out of their necks. And I'm not exaggerating. I've actually gone down there. I filmed. i It's it's up online on DrOz.com. All this is there, but he refuses to engage. And this is my one request to everyone, Sean, because everyone's listening to this, uh, to your radio show, all over the country with great interest. The reason that Fetterman is doing well is because the Democrats have poured money into his campaign. This is a race that's ours to lose. If people understand what Sean and I are saying we win, please support us, DrOz.com. Spell my name out, DrOz.com. com. Support us in any capacity possible, and please follow us on social media. I've got thirteen million people to hear the stories. You can help make sure. By the way, all your is it Doctor Oz you know. the
0: full? Is it you, you write out Doctor or D R period?
1: D O C T O R. Spell out DrOz.com. dot
0: okay, Full out, full on Doctor. Spell it out, Oz. dot com. Quick break. More with Doctor Oz on the other side. 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, as we continue, we're in Dallas. We're at CPAC continue with Dr. Oz, eight hundred nine four one. 941 shawn is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, if these are his positions and he wants to pack the court, eliminate the legislative filibuster, add more states, you know, people have got to know this. And I don't think the people of Pennsylvania know a whole lot about it. And is it because, what, the ads that he's running, these stupid, you know, Twitter tweets that he's throwing out there? Or, you know, why is this, at this point, why is this race not a little closer? It's not about
1: Twitter. That's not what's happening. We're, we're running into a problem because the Democrats support so money into flooding the airwaves with advertisements that dishonestly portray what's happening. That we, we, well, we run into a log jam. And I finally got my ads up. You know, I'm raising money aggressively. I spent all my money in our primary. Federman didn't have one. He saved his money. But I'll tell you, tell you something happened yesterday. Yesterday, I went up to Erie. I mean, I've done 125 events in July alone. I mean, I'm on the road every day. And up in Erie, I talked to the Fraternal Order of Police, and the entire state group was there, and they endorsed me. Now, I think I had a pretty good job of getting endorsed because Fedman never responds to their letters. He, they, you know, they have a bunch of sheriffs wrote them letters saying, how can you want to decriminalize all drugs? Why did you pull the U.S. flag down and replace it with the marijuana flag, which is illegal and disrespectful? Whoa, whoa, whoa. He wants to decriminalize crack? Yes, all drugs. He doesn't want you going to jail for, for using crack. So and heroin uh,
0: and fentanyl is he out he of
1: his mind? It. He's well. I, this is why they were writing this letter to him saying, "What are you do, trying to do? You're on the you know the lieutenant governor's on the parole board." But this is the part Sean that got me. I'm in the, this huge meeting, hundreds of cops, leaders from all over the Commonwealth, and an African American woman gets up and she's emotional and she says, "John Fetterman has treated me worse than any other person in my entire career. He's treated all of us in the Capitol Police. They're from Harrisburg." Right? That's where he's now he's ostensibly lieutenant governor. And uh, he treats us like we're something stuck at the bottom of your shoe after you walk out of a dog park. And she was trying to be, you know, hold herself together. The room chilled. These people know what it means to disrespect officers professionally, to make fun of them on your Twitter account, to disrespect them in your commentary, to over and over again hammer them for doing the best they can. And it's that attitude that not only is it hurting our ability to recruit cops, but the cops that are there, they're not running after the criminals because why bother if the DA is going to release them anyway? I heard from a public defender complaining about the prosecutors not doing their job. She says it's the fifth time I've got some dangerous guy that I'm defending. I don't want him going free. My job unfortunately is to defend the guy. But someone should be prosecuting him. And the looks the other way. The African-American people that I've spoken to in Philadelphia have often said to me, they feel like they're part of a social experiment where a bunch of white, woke radicals like John Fetterman make these decisions, decide arbitrarily not to enforce the rules. The African-American population pays the price. The white, woke radicals leave and go home to their safe neighborhoods. And that is a reality that should come back to haunt the Democrats. You need to take care of all Americans. You need to support them, not just care about caring, care about fixing, which sometimes means making difficult decisions.
0: So if the Democratic Party nationally is pouring all of this money into Pennsylvania, they think they can pull off a Joe Biden victory with Fetterman, who's more radical than any any other Senate candidate running in the country this, this cycle. And that's saying a lot.
1: That's their game plan. They don't, they believe it's like selling detergent. Keep the candidate home. You know, if you don't say anything, you don't make any mistakes either. Many campaigns are lost and not won. Off, you win a campaign by... You know, getting your opponent fired by the voters. So if he never leaves home, literally, I'm not talking about Joe Biden, by the way, literally never leave home, never do an interview that where you actually are asked you know, questions spontaneously, never are in public where people can confront you about something you've said, then you're not going to make any mistakes. Hide at home run the ads, sell the the you know the, the hologram of the candidates, the vision you have for your candidate. Is that democracy, Sean? are we supposed to go out and talk and be challenged? I go out, you know, when I, today I've done six, seven events. People ask me tough questions. They don't always agree with me. I did an event last night here in Pennsylvania with a, a bunch of school board members, school teachers, and parents. Pennsylvania yesterday, the Department of Education announced that they're going to have a gender-free day where they're going to teach kids as young as three years old that there's no such thing as boys and girls, that it's a, it's a fluid spectrum of gender. Not, not surprisingly, parents are upset. I went to this meeting, and I addressed some of the things we could do to, to fix the problem. And it, but you've got to answer tough questions. Okay, some this
0: guy can't, can't hide this. any longer. The people of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, need to call this guy out. And the media needs to do their job. They didn't do it in 2020. They can't allow this to happen again. This guy needs to be held accountable for these radical positions. And I will tell you, I mean, he is the most radical Democrat running this cycle. He makes Bernie Sanders look conservative. Uh, Anyway, Dr. Oz, we're going to continue to follow this. This is a very critical race. Everybody's got to pay attention to it, what's going on in Pennsylvania. Apparently they're dumping millions on you from outside the state uh, doesn't surprise me. So if people want to help Dr. Oz out, it's spell out doctor, DrOz.com, and you can find out where he stands on positions and everything in between. Uh, appreciate you being with us. Thank you, sir. God bless you. 800 941 Sean our number if you want to be a part of the program.
1: them accountable Sean gets the answers no one else does America deserves to know the truth about Congress
0: all right, 25 now to the top of the hour, 800-941-Sean. If you want to be a part of the program in Dallas today for CPAC, we'll be doing Hannity from, uh, the free state of Dallas, uh, free state of Texas, uh, in Dallas, uh, tonight on Fox at nine o'clock. Uh, looking forward to, uh, seeing you then as well. We'll tell you about a great show that we, we are putting together as we speak. All right, let's get to our busy phones. Al is in Florida. Al, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Thanks for being with us.
2: Hi, Sean. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, I have a quick observation I wanted to uh, let you know about and see if maybe your team can examine it or look into it. Uh, I'm in Florida, where specifically the last two weeks, there's been a huge influx of Haitians and Cubans as well that were apprehended and repatriated, taken back to their countries where they can face execution to God knows what else. So, I don't understand what is the open border policy that the Biden administration is always boasting about. But when did okay. they get
0: rid of wet foot, dry foot? In other words, if you got well, if you were coming from I, Cuba, then you got right. one foot on dry land, uh, you would not be repatriated. You'd be allowed to stay. What happened to that policy? Well,
2: I don't know what happened with that, but last week alone, I know that there were some Cubans that landed in a specific key or a small key of Key West, which I understand is still part of the United States, and they were taken back and repatriated. Uh, Also, Haitians that uh, were captured, and they were taken back and repatriated, repatriated. and it's just funny that, it's not funny, but last week alone, there was a, a lot of it going on, a lot of it happening, and I'm like, wait a minute. Why is it okay for anybody who's not even Mexican to walk into the Mexican border and then these guys are being sent back Well, actually,
0: back to mo- most of the people crossing the Mexico border uh, are not from Mexico. They're from Nicaragua, El Salvador, Honduras, et cetera, Central America.
2: So I, I don't see how the Biden administration can explain the difference uh, in treatment uh, from the people coming into the border regardless of where they're coming from and allowing them in the country. And then people that uh, come to our shores are actually taken back and specifically to a country like haiti or cuba that you know they're going to face serious repercussions so well, historically remember
0: what would happen to to people from cuba if in fact they got caught and that we uh-huh. sent them back they the odds were very high they'd be murdered by castro and his and his idiot brother and so that's why that's where that policy came from and originated from and you, you know you got to look at what, what people in Cuba would go through. They'd get in these broken-down, dilapidated, rickety boats and shark-infested waters. They'd pop themselves in an inner tube and, and try and make it to the U.S. And it was a perilous journey. Many people lost their lives in the process. And this is the problem. When you see, when if you live in, in Central America, and all of a sudden you know, you're know you getting word that everybody's being led into the U.S., all that's doing is incentivizing Hundreds of thousands of more people to come, which has been happening every month. As we set a record last year, we'll set another record this year. Anyway, appreciate the call. John in California. John, hi. How are you? Glad you called.
2: Yes. What I want to talk about was everybody's asking why Pelosi went to Taiwan, that even though Biden didn't want her to go. There's one reason she went to Taiwan, and that was to suck all the oxygen out of the news cycle for the week because her husband, Paul, just happened to be going, to, having his court appearance for the DUI. From he coming home from a party where he went to solo, and on Monday, the Napa DA released a news, a press release. Well, on Monday, everybody was talking about is Nancy going to go to Taiwan? Is she going to stay the night? So nobody even noticed the news release. On Tuesday,
0: well, we, we, we covered it on our show. Now, if you're looking at the media mob, look, uh, we learned something last night. One of our guests said, and I did not know this, The and it makes sense, though. Napa Valley is like the fifth highest in terms of incidences of, of DUI or drunk driving or driving under the influence. And it makes sense because there's a lot of wineries there. For some reason, people like to go on... You know, from winery to winery to winery. The only problem is, you know, by the time you, you get to the third, fourth winery, you're pretty Adam Schiff faced And uh, at that point, you know what? You're going to get a DUI, and the cops know if you're coming out of a winery, you know, out they come. Well, so if you're going to go to a winery and, and do the tour and drink all the wine, you might want to make sure you have an Uber driver or, you know, a regular driving company or something, or a taxi company to take you where you're going. Anyway, yeah. appreciate your call. Thanks so much, uh, John in California, Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, on number. Mike is in South
3: Carolina. Mike, how are you? Where in South Carolina are you? Hi, Sean. Uh, actually, I'm driving, so I'm in Bozeman, Montana. But uh, anyway, oh. Buford, South Carolina is where I'm going to end up. But first, uh, your call screener was awesome with me. That was awesome. Second, I owe you an enormous thank you. you Uh-oh, what did I do? do I'm, remember, now I'm in trouble. What did I do now? Oh, no, you're not in trouble. Do you remember about eight, nine years ago when you were talk, when they were drilling in uh, North Dakota and you were talking about blue-collar opportunities and getting a CDL and making six figures? Yeah. I, I, I remember because they were paying –
0: first of all, they were training drivers. They'd give you a place to live. And they were paying you six figures, and you can get all the overtime you wanted. I mean, yeah. th- those were really good days. Um, what is that? The Marcellus uh, Shale uh, area, North Dakota. And you know what? A lot of people took our advice. I was shocked. It's the Bakken in North the Dakota. The Bakken in North Dakota. Okay. And I was shocked so many people listened took my advice. I said, look, if I if I needed a good job right now, I'd, I'd head to, you know, where oil production is, is plentiful, and they needed a lot of help at the time. And I know – so anyway, that, So you,
3: you went as a result of me talking about it? No, but you're going to be really shocked at this, and I'll be quick. At the time, I uh, rented a commercial building, small town West Virginia on Main Street. Ironically, it was a radio station. So I was sleeping in one of the offices on a futon. I had a college fridge, and I had a gym membership. And I was getting a shower down at the gym, and I thought, you know what? I was going to open a graphics business, and I thought, this sucks. And I just kept thinking about what you were talking about, what you were talking about. So I went out and got a CDL, and I started trucking and started renovating the building. Uh, got wiped out by the 2016 West Virginia flood, kind of what they're going through now in Kentucky. Um, opened a coffee shop, closed the coffee shop because of COVID, the building's almost paid for, the building and parking lot. I bought the whole building and parking lot and um went back trucking, was a company driver with this uh company for about six months and I was eligible to go lease purchase and become owner operator. I became owner operator, I'm making I'm grossing thirty three thousand dollars a month now, which is crazy, taking home eleven thousand a month, and I and this is why I really wanna thank you. This week, I was approved for the loan to buy a building lot in Beaufort, South Carolina in a gated waterfront community that when I'm finished trucking in about five years, I'm going to build my dream home on. And it's all because you inspired me eight, nine years ago. And I just wanted to call and, again, just say thank you. Well, number one,
0: you're very welcome. What an amazing story. This is what I love about America. America. Is that if you're willing to work hard, I mean, if you get your hands dirty, get out there, hustle the way you've been hustling, work really, really long hours, uh, driving a truck is really hard, and and it pays off. I mean, there's nothing better in life. You know, I can't imagine getting up every day and having nothing to do. I would think that is the most miserable. You know, people think that's the greatest thing in the world. I know people that have retired and I said, well, How's the retirement? Oh, it's great. You ask him month one. You ask him month three. Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's not bad. Uh you ask him month six. I'm bored out of my freaking mind. That's almost every single person. Now there are a few, there are a couple of people, there are exceptions. I, I know some retired people. They, they want to fish and they want to play golf and they want to take naps and they want to have their cocktails in the afternoon and their cocktails at dinner. And they're, they're, they want the early bird special. Um, one, one such person was Matt Towery until I dragged him back into politics. I mean, every day I'd call him. I said, what are you doing? It's five o'clock. He goes, Oh, we're at dinner. I'm like, it's five o'clock in the afternoon. What do you mean you're at dinner? I eat dinner at 11 o'clock at night. What are you talking about dinner? And finally, I just said, I'm sick and tired of this this life you're living. It's time for you to to get back into the game and, and start getting back to polling. And I think he's glad that I made him. I don't know. But anyway, back to you. I couldn't be happier for you, Mike, honestly.
3: But you did all the work. You
0: did the hard work. I appreciate you did the leg work. Can I
3: share one more thing with you real quick? Yeah, go ahead. So you were talking about working hard. So this year in 2022, no girlfriend, no wife. My son's grown got two grandsons I've been home four days in all of yeah. 22 2022 and you've worked every so other work? day no I work seven I work seven days a week I don't run my clock clock out so I do about eight and a half and I've, I've only taken off four days in 2022 but again work my tail off and I just wanted to thank you you listen you and I are built the same way I'm wired to
0: work I don't know why I don't like to take a lot of days off now interestingly my kids are of two minds you know, one day I said, "Ah, oh, maybe one of these days I'll have to think about retiring." My son said, "Dad, you can't retire," and I go, "Why not?" And he goes, "Dad, you're just going to die." <laughs> I'm like, "Gee, thanks for being so optimistic." Uh, so on the one hand, they're like, "No," but but you do you do need to take a few extra days off, Dad. You do you got to take more days off. I like to see you, and I'm like, to do what? And I'm like, I'll take you out to lunch. Then what am I supposed to do? You don't want to hang out with me all day. You'll get bored stiff. And now, by the way, he's working like I used to work, and I'm loving it. Keeps him out of trouble. Uh, You are the embodiment of the American dream, Mike. God bless you, and I wish you all all the success this year into your retirement, your dream home. I hope it's everything you want. I hope God grants you a long life so you can enjoy the fruits of your labor, my friend. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. You bet. 800 941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program? You know, one of the things I tell people, why are you laughing?
4: I would never laugh at you.
0: No, you're full. Now you're full <laughs> of Adam Schiff.
4: I'm always laughing
0: at you. Okay. So people talk about 40 hour work weeks, and I, I I keep reading about America might go to a four day work week. And I'm
4: like, you know what? I was just thinking when you were talking to that guy. Well, when I
0: was talking to him, what were you thinking? Well, what
4: was funny about him. Oh, I could tell you a funny story about that when I checked in in Dallas. It was pretty funny. The guys like, oh, let me guess where you're from. I'm like, is this, is this is it funny? Are you being funny? It's two o'clock in the morning. There's no jokes right now. Quiet.
0: Two o'clock you guys arrived at two o'clock in the morning? Well, it was
4: like late and we had gear, you know, because we show up early for the talent, you know, to make sure everything works.
0: You know, I show up late. I just show up for the show.
4: Yeah, you walk in, you stroll in nice that, and rested.
0: Uh, okay. That, that that's not, but, so but, but that's that means you, your hard work has but earned you. No, no forget that. that. That this way I'm creating jobs for other People, exactly. so you can benefit, and
4: I am grateful for the. What do you think? I want to set this up.
0: You think I'm ca- I
4: can't even I, download an listen, app? Two hours ago, I was on my hands and knees, covered in oh, wires. Good, the See, Now you had to make it weird. You had to, it's, All that to say, I was thinking. You know, here's Biden. Hand out Biden. Right. bill back better. Biden. Literally trying to put everybody on assistance. Trying to create a complete and total society of dependency. That's and the new Green Deal. It's 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 so much worse than that, though. It's a psychosis. It's a mentality. It's a culture. And here you are, and people are calling in saying, thank you so much for the inspiration. Thank you for letting us work. And I think, you know, Blair, myself, James, you know, everybody here today, we would all agree there's nothing better than working hard. Nothing better.
0: Listen, it seems the grass is always greener, right? It, it, on paper, wow, I can get up and I don't have to work my ass off today. Um, Sounds great. Try it for a month. I, I could think of nothing worse than not having some a purpose. It doesn't matter what you do. And I tell my kids this all
4: the time. I can think of something worse. What? Being Gensaki or Kareem Jean-Pierre. Either one of their jobs, doing that job, to me was the worst job in the world, is trying to translate anything from mumbling, no, bumbling. You just have to, to
0: have the, the right skill set, which is to be able to lie. I mean, that's what that job requires.
4: Well, we're out of time. Some people are teaching good education. They some are. people
0: and, and Hillsdale College, which dovetails perfectly into.
4: Oh, you're welcome. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael.
4: To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I
1: didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall.
4: Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Keebie Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast.
4: We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're
1: dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right.